It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Frisky Whiskey. More on them in a moment. I'm Zach Blackerby. Hello, Michael Pappas. Hello, Zach. You know one thing that uh, I don't know if you can buy at Frisky Whiskey? What's that? Tea. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. But you know what? where you can get the tea? Where? Right here on Locked On. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so big news breaking uh, shortly after we put up the show yesterday. Zach Farrar um, has put his name into the transfer portal. And there's kind of been speculation of what's going on with that. We need a... Uh, We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, we need a hotkey for every time that uh, we say transfer portal. And it needs to be some sort of, um, you know, galaxy black hole sound. <laughs> the transfer portal. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, yeah, so uh, Zach Farrar's name is now in there. And, you know, there's been a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and on blog posts and message boards. You know, wherever he goes, once he lands there, it'll be at his fifth school in five years. And we've been very high. And I, I think me specifically, uh, been very high. I, I had him as a top X factor going into 2020 in one of these, uh, you know, the list shows that we've done. I've been very high on Zach Farrar. I, I thought he was going to make a really good push, big push, to be the number two wide receiver in uh, the 2020 version of this Chad Morris slash Gus Malzahn offense. I think it's fair to say I was higher on him than you were. Uh, he's from Texas. so uh, That is true. That is true. Um, in fact, they, uh, I thought the coaching staff was so high on him that they were like, mm-hmm. we're just going to exclusively recruit high school football players from Texas to make him feel more comfortable. Yeah, um, there have been like four articles about it. I have them all bookmarked for when people are like, why do you talk about it? I can just tweet the bookmark back at them. Right. All right, so so the bottom line here is Zach Farrar did not want to leave Auburn. He did not want to leave Auburn, and uh, there was a tough conversation. Um, and it sounds like this was Coach Burns' decision. Obviously, he is the wide receivers coach. And he he's excited about these freshmen that uh, that are coming in. We've talked mm-hmm. about him before, and there's been a lot of excitement and hype. With uh, I think Kobe Hudson is kind of the headliner here, natural he's wide such, receiver. He's just he, Zach. Can't say it enough. Natural wide receiver. But yeah, Zach Farrar. I mean, he he. You know, after kind of bouncing around, he had wanted uh, he had wanted to stay at Auburn, and it sounded like the conversation was kind of trending more towards like. Hey, you are not part of the 2020 game plan as far as the rotation. Um, you, uh, it would be good for you to transfer, and so he did that. And we don't know where he's going to pop up yet. Uh, we, you and I, are personally pulling for him, uh, obviously, and I'm sure most Auburn folks are. Most Auburn folks te- seem to uh, follow guys and um, cheer for them um, wherever they uh, end up, but. His situation, uh, you know, and, and I just want to—I want to spend a big chunk of the day defending Farrar because wherever he ends up, you know, the five schools in five years thing. I mean, this is a guy that when he uh, he was committed to Mississippi State, and then he decommitted and committed to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And on his first day of classes, there was some incident where he he cut his hand and it messed up some tendons, so he was out for the year. And then. 
he kind of got buried in the depth chart because uh, I, I believe that was when like um, Bob Stoops retired and yeah, he was Lincoln big, Riley yeah, took he, over. Big Stoops guy. They had a really good relationship. Sounds like, and so he uh, he didn't want to you know sit out several years, so he went to the JUCO ranks. He graduated from JUCO. And then his team, they, like the quarterback was really bad. They had a terrible offense, so it hurt his recruitment value. And then he ended up going to Youngstown State because Bo Pelini called him, who uh, is, is tight with Bob Stoops. Mm-hmm. So they go there. He graduates from there in three years, is able to grad transfer. And so he enters the transfer portal. Auburn calls pretty quickly. And uh, you know Cody Burns makes these promises and said, hey, he – the recruiting pitch to him was to replace Darius Slayton. And then I, I think Seth Williams kind of turned the corner quicker than, than a lot of people realized. And so then, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, there's a ton of mouths to feed in Auburn's offense in 2020. But it was interesting because his first D1 offer coming out of high school was from Chad Morris when he was at SMU, which I think is interesting. Yeah, and so, uh, so like there was some excitement there, and it's like, oh, this guy's got a chance to do something. But then, uh, yeah, it, it looks like um, it looks like the program is going a different direction away from Zach Farrar. Zach, one of the really interesting things to me about this whole situation is like they're clearing the wide receiver room. Matthew Hill moves to defensive back. Um, was it Jashawn Sheffield moves to defensive back and then gets kicked off the team? Well, or enters the transfer portal after being suspended indefinitely. Right. Um, now Zach Farrar enters. Like, that's three guys. Did Marquise McLean transfer after the season ended? Yes. Okay, so that's four guys in addition to – I mean, they must absolutely love J.J. Evans, Zevion Capers, and, and Kobe Hudson because, like – I, they're just shedding bodies. I mean, that, that's the only way to put it. Like they're, and you know, some of it they can't control. But after, you know, after guys, a, a couple guys start transferring, they're switching. That's two guys whose positions they switched, and, and now it, it sounds like um, Cody Burns made the decision to uh, to to inform Zach Farrar that. He probably wasn't going to get a ton of playing time in 2020, and so it's just like I'm like they're clearing the depth chart for these freshmen. It is my understanding that Farrar was even willing to just participate on the practice team. Like he wanted to stay at Auburn, and so um, I hate it for him. Uh, you know, I, I think if you're a, if you're a listener and you have you know you you just want Auburn to do well. I think it's a good sign how excited they are about these younger guys because it's clear that. You know, I think Coach Burns and Malzahn and Morris have made promises to these young guys that they have to keep at this point. And um, like you said, I mean, they must be all in on these guys. I assume, I assume the rotation is more impacted by J.J. Evans and uh, Capers. Zevion Capers, yeah. Just because they're the bigger body guys. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the six three plus guys, and um. Zach Farrar was kind of the you know listed. At, he was listed at six two to six four, depending on the different places you looked at. But a bigger receiver, yeah. right? And so then you got Kobe Hudson, who's kind of being labeled as you know the guy's going to play in the middle of the field. So like I don't think he well, was ever going to play in the middle I of the mean, field. But he can he, probably play anywhere. He's such he, a he's, natural. He's a receiver. natural wide receiver. And um, 
I mean, with the news about Malik Miller, it's like the number of playmakers that Auburn's offense. We've talked, like you said, there's a a lot of mouths to feed, but the number of mouths is is steadily ticking down. Yeah, and you know, we never really talked about Malik Miller as far as you know the the running back rotation, but as far as the wide receiver rotation, we did talk about Zach Farrar. Yeah, um, especially you know as I mean, last year he was Seth Williams' backup at that nine position. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to put all that information out there because I don't want people to look at Zach Farrar as some guy who wanted to walk away because he didn't. That's fair, mm-hmm. right? No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, five schools in five years makes it sound like he's, got, it makes him look really bad. But when you yeah. like, when you look at it, um, it's, it's like, kinda oh, it, it kind of makes sense. It, you know, there's just certain things that happen. And, like, can you really blame someone from wanting to leave Youngstown, Ohio? Um, yeah, and then, you know, he, you know, he had a relationship with Bo Pelini, but, like, Bo Pelini left after that, too. And so he's like, and he graduated. Did he not? Are you saying Bo no? Bo Pelini left this season. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so he my, just, my, my timeline was wrong He that. just took the LSU That's right. But, job. but he graduated, and so he, yes, could, he, he, graduated. Could, he could transfer for no, for no penalty there. But... Yeah, no, best of luck to Zach Farrar. He's got a great first name. He has an H on the end of it, so it's really Zatch, but that's fine. Only to you is it Zatch, but... I want to talk about the Malik Miller situation um, in in just a moment. Uh, but first, we got to talk about... we got to talk about Frisky Whiskey. Frisky Whiskey! We, we mentioned it earlier uh, in the week, Michael, but yeah, we went, uh, we went on Sunday, and we tried to describe it a little bit. The reads that we were doing were not doing it justice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they say lower prices. They've told us it's uh, the the taxes are like twelve dollars cheaper per liter of alcohol, and and um, in Georgia versus Alabama. I mean, if you live in, I, I guess it would be what like northeast Opelika. If you live like yeah, exit sixty two on eighty five, sixty. Four? Four, yeah. Four. Six, if you live at, like, exit 64, 66, I mean, anywhere in there, it takes, like, 20 minutes to get there. It, yeah. It, you, you might as well be going to, to a grocery store. It's like, not that much farther in Tigertown. When you, like, deal with parking and stuff and yeah. all that, it's just like, yeah, please, sign me up. So Yeah, and, yeah it's, it's right past the border in Georgia. There's so huge, much cheaper. Huge billboards that you can follow to get there. You, you take exit two, you turn right. It's right there, very obviously. You go in, and then you're like, whoa. Right. Prices right. are way cheaper. Also, yes. fun fact, okay. you can get like customized Frisky Whiskey bottles of Jack Daniels um, from like their, That's pretty cool. their own barrel um, of Jack Daniels from the distillery. Yeah, yeah, and they've got deals with breweries and distilleries that are like some are like super local like a uh, made in opelika then some are like local like they've got like some stuff from kentucky there some mm-hmm. stuff from throughout georgia there which makes sense they're in georgia but throughout the region i think it's pretty cool so be sure to check out frisky whiskey uh off of exit two on 85 as soon as you uh, as soon as you get into georgia the ncaa tournament is almost here Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Malik Miller's situation, um, I don't think this necessarily affects the big picture of the running game. But who do you think benefits most? Because I, I think we can agree that most of his snaps are going to come down, or at least the competition for snaps was going to be on third down. That's what he was used most for last year in regards to uh, being a pass protector. Of the three guys that we assume are in the competition for that, with Tank Bixby, Mark Anthony Richards, and DJ Williams, who do you think uh, who do you think benefits the most from him being gone? Uh, none of them, actually. Uh, I think Harold Joyner benefits the most, and uh, that's, that's a really good answer. <clears throat> that's a good answer. He's the most experienced, I guess, technically as far as years and and time with the playbook goes. Um, typically, third down pass blocking assignments and things. Um, the reason that it was Malik Miller is, I mean, it's mainly years in the program, right? And, and ability to to know what those assignments are and block the right guy. And then being good at blocking the right guy. I would say Sean Shivers, but again, his size just works against him here. He's not going to be able to pick up a blitzing linebacker. It's He's just not big enough. K.J. Britt would run his butt over. And, and it's just, it, it, it's tough. And, and then also it, it, when you add in the... I would say red zone, but really it's like inside the 10 or inside the five snaps that, that Malik Miller gets, you know, kind of those big bruiser snaps where you're just pounding it up the middle. Yeah. Again, same thing. You're going to want probably your biggest running back, and that's going to be Harold Joyner because he's 6'2 or whatever. He's just large. And so I think Tank's going to be that guy. And, on, you know, in your, your short yardage situations, I think it's going to be Tank. I know it's for, if you go strictly with size, you know, but um, sure that could be. I mean, uh, the, but the, just as far as power and explosiveness and, and all that, I think I think that's gonna. Get, I think they're gonna give the nod to Tank. I mean, w- there's no way to know, but um, Harold Joiner on third down makes a lot of sense. I mean, we we know he can catch passes out of the backfield, so it's really like, can he? I feel like pass pro for running backs is like. Can does will he the, know get, who to block? Yeah, that and just can you get in the way? You know, yeah. it's it's a different type of pass set. I mean, you're not blocking like a tackle or a guard. You're really just getting in the way. It's don't get run over. Right, right. Yeah, you you got to fall forward when you when you do that, and then um, don't whiff, don't get run over. Right, because because then it's like okay, when you need and you need to hit them in a way where their hands get you know their hands go down. Yeah. Um. So you can have a passing lane because by then like the ball needs to be out. And I think Bo's going to be uh, pretty good at that. I don't know what it means in regards to the locker room. I don't know what that means. Like I haven't really heard a whole lot about Malik Miller's uh, personality and like his presence in the locker room and the running back room. That's just I don't know. I'm I, ignorant to that. I feel like it. I feel like it's going to hurt because now your oldest running back is a red shirt sophomore. Or a true junior? Harold Joyner's a redshirt sophomore, right? Redshirt junior? Great. Has he been? Is this his third year? I think this is his third year. I think he was I, a redshirt. Yeah, I think you're right. Freshman last season? Or was he a redshirt sophomore last season? I think he was a redshirt freshman last season. Okay. Dang, that's crazy. And then so, you, got a, you got a handful of sophomores. So you have no seniors. This is Shiver's third season too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have Shivers and Joiner in their third season, right? And then you had Malik Miller, who was in his like going on his like 18th season at Auburn. 
Yeah, it's a big Luke deal. Villar's been here since 1974, and like it's I mean, like, he was a part of a really good 1974 uh, 1974 signing class. I'm pretty sure he was. Did he, he played was, with Bo? Right? Wasn't he Bo's I backup? Think, no, no, that was Brent Fullwood. Let's not get that <laughs> twisted. Uh, I was gonna. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was the fullback for uh, for Bo. Yeah, then he played. Uh, then he played in that backfield with uh, Carnell and Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about what he did for the '93 team. I mean, God, man, that guy could clear some lanes. Yeah, and then he really helped out uh, Mario Fannin, uh, you know, in the early 2010s. So, I'm pretty sure he was Mario. That was just an alias. <laughs> <laughs> we watched that day, and I was like, "Are we sure?" <laughs> so he just slimmed up a little bit and got a lot faster for a little bit. But you know, that's just the power of Cam Newton. Let's just be real here. No, I mean, he's just he's just aged. More and so he's gained a little weight, okay. gotten a little right, slow. Let's get off of this. All right, <laughs> we continue locked on Auburn in just a moment. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Can we give a little listener shout out real quick? Yeah, of course. I, I've got two two folks I want to shout out. One is uh, Callie Gusbus. She tweeted at us this morning. It's 530 in the morning on the West Coast. Head to the hospital to work another 12-hour shift on a COVID unit. First off, thank you for doing that. What gets me ready to come out firing on all cylinders? Question mark. Coffee with Zach and at Couch Potato. On my 20-minute commute. Thanks for the great content, y'all, with a bunch of a uh, bunch of emojis. So uh, thank thanks for you. including me in the tweet. Uh, yeah, that's big. That's big. Um, so yeah, no, thank you so much for uh, for that. And guys, if you uh, if you like the show, if you could go uh, go to iTunes and subscribe, and then hit five stars and uh, leave us a review, uh, that would uh, that means a ton. That means a ton as far as you know how where we pop up in searches and and all that good and stuff. And there will be a, a Lopa this year. For uh, best review, yeah, football or not, football or not, we're, well, there's going to be a Lopa. Yeah, we will have yeah. the Lopas for sure. Oh, you're saying a new category for best review? I'm yeah. down. I'm down for that. There's some good ones on there. Um, then also, you can call or text us two zero five five zero two four two eight five. Ben from North Georgia called in to support your thoughts on Trey Mason being underrated. Um, actually, a lot of people have on Twitter as well, and so I think that's something. Also, I tweeted out a clip on Twitter of uh, you say, talking about Nick Marshall being underrated. Um, that one's a more split, 50-50. I think that's more of a semantics thing of like, what are you actually like calling underrated or not? But yeah, Ben from North Georgia actually left, I think he left two voicemails. One was about um, agreeing with you. And then the other was kind of the, the gist of it is like, do you, do, should there be asterisks with records now because there's more games than there used to be. All right, well, you know, I mean, don't bring that logic nonsense into here. I mean, probably. But then it's like, well, if we're doing that, I think we need to all like decide, are we counting postseason games? Like, are we counting conference championships and playoffs? It's Because now you can play 15 games. Yeah. So, yeah, he mentioned the year where it went from 11 games to 12 games. I forget what year that was. But I thought that was an interesting question. It's what I hadn't really thought about, um, because he was talking about uh, you know Trey Mason's records, but then like comparing it to other guys, yeah, you know, a little bit older. Trey Mason played 
in 14 games 14, that season, right. and Bo would not have played in 14 games, and Correct. Trey barely beat him. Just crazy to think about. And Trey had like a 300-yard game. <laughs> so True. Which means he probably had like an 89-yard game. <laughs> probably <also. laughs> somewhere. Probably somewhere. But Nick probably popped for, you know, 280 or something. So yeah. we'll see. But all right, cool. We were a little all over the place today. But yeah, I really wanted to get that info out about uh, Zach Farrar. So really. Hey, uh, thanks, Ben, from North Georgia for backing me up. Yeah, absolutely. And for actually a good point about records that like, I don't I yeah. don't really like to think about. Yeah. Last time Ben called in, he uh, he gave it to us uh, pretty good. He, he called us out. And he actually started the voicemail off, if I recall correctly. He's like, hey, I'm not calling in to rag, y'all. Mm-hmm. Michael, you got a good point there. So thank you uh, to Ben uh, for thank you to Ben from uh, from North Georgia. And uh, yeah, please help us out, guys. Give us questions, 205-502-4285. Michael, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll wrap up the week together tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.